I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded in the Living Kitchen Studio. This is going to be fun. This is a trip back to Modernism Week uh, from Palm Springs for a sit-down with some of the all-star team of designers who worked on this year's Christopher Kennedy Compound. Christopher has done a magnificent job on his project over the years, the Christopher Kennedy Compound that opens at Modernism Week. And this offering is no exception. This golf course home is everything you could ask for if you're looking to channel the mid-century modern architecture straight out of the swanky atomic era 1950s. This project is the official show house of Modernism Week, and it features some remarkable creatives. I sat with a few in the backyard to ask about the experience and the inspiration for the project. Before we get into this, I want to thank you for listening to Convo by Design. It has been six years, and we are doing more than we have ever done before. This year alone, Convo by Design will have been at Modernism Week, KBiz, and IBS in Las Vegas. We will be at Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts, West Week, LCDQ's Legends, of which we're a media partner and thrilled to be part of this remarkable, fantastic event, the Los Angeles Design Festival, Fall Market, and of course, West Edge Design Fair, where Convo by Design will again be uh, presenting the programming lounge and hopefully providing you hours and hours worth of interesting, compelling, and fun conversations. Make sure you catch every episode with, uh, with these and other upcoming activities. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond. You've heard me talk about why. If you haven't experienced their amazing service, you really need to. If you're a homeowner or in the trade, they're going to recommend the right products for the right projects because they carry quality products from incredible brands like those from Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. When your clients have the party to show off the work of their amazing interior designer, namely you, you want that toast to be special. That starts with properly preserved wine, because when the bottle is properly preserved, it means more enjoyment in the glass. And this is exactly what you get with Sub-Zero. Their wine storage system addresses temperature, humidity, light, vibration. And with so many configurations and options, you can design it seamlessly. As with everything Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove, you can match that with your Wolf cooktops. And you can turn the cooktop into a cooking area with Wolf's module system. This module system, you got burgers on the grill, veggies in the, in the steamer, and that special thing you make, hot and delicious right out of the fryer. It's custom, and it's spectacular. And that's what they'll be saying about your remarkable kitchen design. And right now, Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove are offering a $500 rebate on select models. These offers are only for a limited time, and details apply, so take control and get all the details. To see the full line of Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove appliances, go to any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond uh, showrooms. You can also see the Living Kitchen in the Pasadena and Santa Monica Snyder Diamond showrooms. All right. First up is Gordon Curtis. The horticultural author and landscape architect transformed the outdoor area into a lush green oasis with surprises at every turn. So this is Gordon Curtis. You know, it's funny, too, because um, being able to, to wing an interview is kind of like being able to walk into a space and figure out how you're going to design it. Well, we actually do it all the time. Right? We do it for clients. We have no idea 
who's going to uh, be the lead person and uh, you know who has the money or uh, you know who's more designer savvy so we go in cold all the time and you just don't know but when you're with clients most of them want the same thing are we on yeah oh god okay <laughs> you cut that part out <laughs> no no he'll leave it <laughs> no look um gordon why do you do design houses why do you participate it's very gratifying you get to work with your peers um, we had a great design team. I've worked on design houses before in Los Angeles, but there's a there's a wonderful camaraderie. It becomes almost you know um, like a fraternity sorority where you're bound by a, a commonality. And this was a great group of people. And I will have to say that usually I, I've done a great body of work where I know the general contractor or the architect or the interior designer or, or a general contractor in the crew. And so, you know, the egos are out the door. Everybody seems to get along. But when you're coming in new, it's just like you're not only have a new client, you have a new project, new design ideas, but you're working with people you've never worked before. And I will say that it was, uh, it was a really nice experience here. Everyone is very friendly. Um, Christopher Kennedy had a designer's dinner. We had sort of like our own opening where we could bring a, a plus one. And then afterwards, there was like 50 of us that were just all the designers um, having dinner. And the conviviality and the way we talk to one another, and uh, it was like we've known each other because we have that commonality of the design and then the house. I love that you said that, and I love that Christopher does that. Um, to, have, to have a team bonding opportunity sort of sets the tone for, for how the work is going to go. And this is one of these things in talking to all of you designers. Design is an individual sport, but this really is in a team concept. You, it definitely is. You, and you, and you have, have to, to be a team player. You really do. And that's that can evolve over time or does uh, if you have worked with somebody for many years. Because you know they're piccadillas and everybody sort of, like I said, checks their ego at the door. Um, but here we don't know, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. There could be some diva that does the kitchen. Like, I don't work with anybody, okay? <laughs> you know, like, just stay out of my kitchen. <laughs> you know you know what's interesting, though? You don't, and I don't know why this is. Maybe you know, you don't generally find those types. They certainly exist. But you don't really find those types working on showcase houses, or at least the larger ones. No, and maybe I didn't answer your question on why I would do a showcase house, but I think that... Um, it's very good exposure. Um, you get to meet new people that you can connect on a professional network, you know. And it's 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 actually very gratifying because most people in design they love what they do, and so we just get to do it again in a different fashion. And and I can't really think of of a better place than to showcase a, a project than Palm Springs. Then Modernism Week. What do you think of Modernism Week? I think it's great. I mean, it has blossomed. I've seen it over uh, in its inception 10 or 15 years ago what, where uh, it was either perceived or actually just uh, some self-guided tours in a car and maybe they went in a van, saw some houses, and, you know, then would go to dinner. And, uh, it tur and then the convention center, you know, the internationally acclaimed furniture showrooms, really people come from all over the world. Um, they have 
in 10 days, there's over 100,000 people. And I don't think anyone understands that. We sold 5,000 tickets for the showcase house. 5,000 people are gonna go through this house in 10 days. It's amazing. So it's really as big as the Palm Springs, it has gotten big now as the Palm Springs Film Festival or Coachella with the speaking engagements with noted architects and uh, the, the special events like if we have a red carpet tour. Uh, there's so much and I think that it has really, um, in the preservation aspect, that's part of being this showcase house is that we, it's, it's, it's exposing the public to this great body of work and I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure on what I'm going to say was that I believe that that this is the greatest concentration of modern architecture in the world. I I would believe that, and you know what else it is too. It is it is also so you've you've got the the original, the originals, dappled all through the Coachella Valley. Correct. And then you've also got the inspired buys. And the new sort of offshoots of it, it's really fascinating, too, to, to watch an idea in architecture sort of shoot off all of these other ideas that are all still the same, yet entirely different. Well, the most difficult thing you do is the inspiration and design. It really is. And the rest, as Mozart said, is perspiration. You know, when he and Salieri were supposed to be writing the Requiem Mass, and the Pope said... Where's my mass? And we designers like to use that. We says, oh, it's right here. It's all in my noodle. <laughs> and the Pope said, he says, I just scribble and bibble. I just have to get it on paper. So it's the same with us. It's all here. We real and you know, to add to that, we really truly know what we're going to do. We we can walk in a property, talk to them, see what you know, of course we want to know what their wants and needs are and desires and then we give them that inspiration or you know what we would do and uh, like I said a lot of clients want the same things and uh, you know we can we come from there so it uh, I have a feeling or a saying is that it you know like the house and the environment speaks to us as designers and if you listen uh, it tells us what to do we're in a desert environment. It's a contemporary home. Uh, so we do pick up our cues. Uh, and then we also figure in uh, taste and style and budget and client lifestyle. Along those lines, tell me what you did. You did a beautiful job. Well, thank you. Tell me what you did. Tell me, walk me through the approach and walk me through sort of the idea to completion, to reveal. Well... It was a team effort, as a showcase house would be. Usually, our, what we would say our scope of work is that um, we, we, in a simplistic way, we do everything outside the doors. And there's a lot of things that are collaborative. In other words, an architect can design a pool and hardscape, uh, as well as a landscape designer or a landscape architect. Interior designers can do it, especially in a showcase home where normally what we call our scope of work is divided up among more than one person. So like the, although we did the master planning, so we did the overall layout, like the change of elevation with the sculptural stairs or the fire pit that we're at, the fire pit seating area, and we created another uh, seating area there. Uh, the pool was existing but renovated. So we, if you take a look at the outside, it's like a series of uh, outdoor rooms, like, an, like the architect when he's 
building a house or designing a house. So you're going to have, um, if, how you go from A to B is your experience. That's the circulation. And then you come to what we call either pause points or rooms. So the fire pit seating area is a room, uh, Lori's lounges are another room, and then the pool is. Uh, we extended the sunning with a pool shelf for the chaises that are probably behind me with the umbrella. You can look across the pool and it's south facing. So what we did was we did conceptually the two big arenas are hardscape, which would be walls and walks and steps and paving and pools and motor courts and so forth. And the softscape is what we call trees and shrubs and ground cover. Those are the two big arenas. And uh, so we did the conceptual master planning for that so that this would be a fire pit or uh, the elements that you see. But then there would, in, this, in a showcase home and, and in this particular incident, and it can be even just with a non-showcase home is that we had interior designers then uh, we can normally choose the furniture but sometimes the interior designers do so the interior designers worked um, and there was other input um, Keith is partner who's also sort of worked with the general contractor Steve Shields um, he also had design input so that is um, something that you should know if you're going to work on a showcase home that it's not going to be all yours and I think most of us know that but maybe the general public doesn't so you you need to know that that's how you're going to work and that you're okay with that I don't know if that answered your question you know it's funny you keep saying you don't know if it, you answered my question exactly incredibly articulated and it's perfect and I'm curious because it gets me thinking have you ever had any kind of a a I don't want to call it a conflict, but it's kind of like you have to play nice in the sandbox and others have to play nice with you in the sandbox because you're all working for the same goal, but at the same time, you're creative. You, you have your vision. Has, has there ever been a thing? Meaning? Uh, uh, any any kind of... Way? A, I don't want to call it an altercation, but any kind of like a differing, in op differing opinions where... And to back up a second, in this project... I really do feel, you know, in looking at everything, there's, I don't see anything that you could look at and say, oh, that doesn't really belong here. That doesn't really seem to exist here. But there, I, I have seen in homes before, I have seen other design houses where it's like, wow, they, that was a bold choice. I wonder what the person who was right next to it thought about that. Has that ever happened there's to you? There's been bold choices made here, but we also had a continuity. We had a color palette. We had a team that kind of understood what everyone else was doing. And so we kind of picked up our cues, you know, in that way. And I think that there have been, could continue to be showcase homes <laughs> that are disjointed. Um, but I think that if, uh, it's, it's great that I think this team got it. And it, there doesn't seem to, sit, you, there is some very strong expressions, yeah. you know, in powder rooms, wonderfully executed. Um, there may be, but, you know, as designers also, if we're showcasing our, home as an extreme let's just say as if if we were if you were a designer in couture you would want to show an, an extreme wonderful version of a suit or a dress at the Oscars as opposed to a normal job it would be so it gets over and above and beyond a lot of people say oh well you know it's, it's it might be maybe considered overdone sometimes but I, in this case I really don't feel that way um, 
We did put in a new entry walkway in the front. We kind of started there. That's usually a first impression. So uh, they actually had a semicircular driveway. And they kind of liked it. The owners did. You know, they, they thought, oh, well, not a lot of people have them. And I said, well, sometimes I take everything into consideration, and I think they want us to do this, is I just think after they've told me everything and we go back to what I said as far as taste and style and budget and style of living and all of that, house is a very personal thing. So I usually project on top of honoring everything else in, that I've been told or know is that what would I do if it was mine? Because it's, it is that very personal thing and you have to project. And sometimes, uh, I would say most of the times, I've been successful. Meaning I just said, I, I think I would prefer to see a lawn panel and a very gracious entry walkway than all that concrete. If, and I said, and then you know what? People are going to park in the driveway. There's always going to be a friend who wants to show off his new car at your party. And then everybody has to walk around his car because he wants them to walk around the car. And it makes it awkward. So we try to, if we can, get the division between... Uh, vehicular and pedestrian and so we we did a very gracious entry walkway they agreed to take out the driveway and um, and then you know there's always lighting you don't get to see today so there's a lot of layers well Gordon you did an absolutely masterful job it's well thank you beautiful nicely done we get great gratification when we get validation from our peers and that we've uh, done and made the owners incredibly happy. That was landscape architect Gordon Curtis, and this is designer Carrie Green. What do you what are your thoughts on design houses? As a designer, what why do you do them? What do you like about them? So they're fun and they are an experience um, that's very different from a designer's day-to-day life which is is serving a client. I mean that's that's what we do. We make their life better through design. So a show house is, you know, it's like a play set. Um, this we did have clients, which also helps guide you. Um, you know, there there were some some preferences that were expressed and, and some back and forth with with the client, but lightly done as as opposed to you know working on a real project with a with a real client. So I think that they're fun. I think that they allow you to express kind of without a strict budget in mind, what you would do, um, what you would really do in each space versus kind of that balance between the client and designer. What kind of direction did you get? So I came on board rather late in the game <laughs> and there were already, the flooring was already set. The um, Christopher said, you can't use wallpaper, you can't change the floors, you can't, you know, there's a lot already established in the other rooms. So the entry needed to be um, impactful, but also um, kind of minimal enough um, to allow the other rooms to flow off of it w- without being sort of too, too, too proud or too, too much of a, of a, uh, a focal point in the, as you flow through the house. Isn't that interesting too? And your space, you're the first thing people see. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the palate cleanser. You are, you are the one that you set the tone. Right, right. No, exactly. And I think that, um, so what I did was, um, you know, I, I had seen the other designers sort of um, ideas for their spaces. So I could understand that a black and white, clean black and white palette um, 
with with strong sculptural elements would be a nice rest for the eye, if you will, compared to all the other all the other more detailed, more kind of um, ornate spaces. So um, that's kind of what I went with. And it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, how, so it's funny too. Modernism Week. Where where do you where do you design primarily? Do you have do you have a an area that you primarily is it L A. Is it West Coast? Is it well, I, interestingly enough, um, am new to L.A., Okay. so most of my project, most of my career has been on the East Coast. Um, that being said, I've done projects kind of all over the country, So, but predominantly East Coast. So what brought you out here? Um, just moved to L.A., my husband's job. I was like, all right, let's go. Who, who wouldn't say yes to moving to L.A.? Right. So, <laughs> right. When it's like the, the East Coast, it's four degrees. I'm like, well. <laughs> so, um, yes, that's what brought us here. So, what do you think? Is this your first? Is this your first experience with Modernism Week? Yes, yes. Heard about it forever. Yeah. And read about it forever, and you know, know so many dealers here. So, um, but yes, this is my first experience being here um, for the week. W- what do you think? What's your What's your take? The first time, what's your impression? Well, I think that you know the thing is Modernism Week ac- accentuates and sort of shows off what Palm Springs has that is really, really special. And it's this collection of architecture from a specific period, so well-preserved and so well-loved. That's rare. That's a jewel. So I think that that's kind of at the heart of modernism. I think the Modernism Week is sort of calling attention to that, but also asking all of us to sort of look at modernism and think about it, but also how is it relevant today and what is going on um, you know, with contemporary artists and architects and uh, uh, people who are working today that still uphold those kind of um, the modernism ideals, the sort of things that catch all of our eyes. So I think that really it's a, it's so many people here who really respond and, and that, that sort of modernism resonates with them. So um, they come out to the desert. Were you Were you able to take in Modernism Week and enjoy it at all, or were you just working the whole time? I, there's a lot of work, a lot of events, but I did go to the show um, and uh, did both the art show at the at the convention center and um, <clears throat> the furniture, which was great. I mean, you know, saw a rug dealer I hadn't seen before, saw, saw old friends, discovered galleries that I didn't know about in different places. So I did that. I watched that show and thought it was great. Um, I didn't get, you know, I mean, what it what, what I want to do is go see all these other houses, right? Um, but I think that that's for a year when I'm not doing a show house. That's when you get to sort of dive deeper. But this is interesting, too. So you, you move out to the West Coast. You're in L.A., from New York. And, and this is a remarkable opportunity. Oh, to, without a doubt, to yeah. To plant a flag, right? Yeah, thrilled. I mean, it was, you know, when Christopher um, reached out to me, he said, um, you know, it was into December and I was leaving for Japan three days later and you know I didn't even he sent the email at seven o'clock at night 701 he had the answer yes absolutely you know I think that um for me this doing modernism made sense because it's part of sort of what I believe in as a designer and the pieces that I chose like the entry there's a Sergio Rodriguez 1960s credenza and it's so it's it's my what I am what I gravitate towards is very very much what's here and what would make sense in this house so although it was a huge challenge to do it so quickly it also kind of felt natural so um yeah this is i could not be more thrilled to be here and be doing the entry <laughs> yeah no that's that's great 
Okay, so another question that I have for you, and I, I love this because you're the person, the perfect person to ask this of coming from New York. I, I'm a native Angelino, born, right. born and raised in LA. Right. There is this, and has been as long as I can remember. There is this East Coast, West Coast. It's not just a rap, hip hop battle. It's in design <laughs> too. It's in design, design, yeah. design and architecture. Yeah. It's a yeah. thing. Right. So coming east and going west, do you under do you understand what that's about? Does that make sense? I just think, you know, I don't, there's New York and LA, right? And there are certain industries that there are, there's only those two places. And I, you know, I, it, it's, it's not just as, you know, it's, it's television, it's entertainment. It's, there's a lot of different industries that those are really the two bases. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're very, very similar yet. They are, okay. The people in the two places are very similar, even if they don't know it. Um, I moved thinking, oh, this is just a, a sunny New York that you drive around in. It is absolutely not. It's vastly different. Um, design styles are really, really different. There's there's a, um, a tightness and more of an academic view of design in New York than there is in LA. And there's a certain freedom here. Um, and that doesn't mean that people don't know what they're doing. It just means that there's a freedom to, oh, okay, that, you know, this is this piece is designed by and comes from this era. Oh, but let's throw it in there with that and see what that happens. And, you know, and, and I think that um, the outdoor lifestyle hugely influences um, both, both, both Palm Springs and LA. So um, as far as the sort of like competition between the two, it just, they don't, to me, they're just so, so different, but they are both kind of saturation points of a lot of talent and um, and in, in in all different kinds of industries. So, Do you know that that is the best I have ever heard it articulated? <laughs> no, because you're absolutely right. And, and I, I was trying to think about it because, you know, Los Angeles is where, and I've talked about this before, Los Angeles is where people come to reinvent themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 try new things, to fail spectacularly, right, and right, to, and to figure out what works, and then take that to where people aren't aren't as as so open minded. Yes, no, agreed, agreed. And that's maybe you know I'm not saying that there's a, a resentment of that, but there has to be a little bit of freedom for the design community out here, knowing it's like, hey, you know what, we can we can go and put a huge donut on the top of a building. You know, and call, right. and call it an architectural right, 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 element. Right, right, right. You know, we can try new things, see if it works. Right. So very cool. Well, listen, love the space. Oh, before I go, um, who did you use? So in the products. Oh, in products. Okay. And 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 furnishing. Who did yes. you use? So um, I there's circle lighting. Um, all the lamps in the space are circle lighting, and I worked with. A couple of galleries that were hugely helpful and really kind of I couldn't have have created the space without. So Peter Blake Gallery in Laguna, he I used art and the Sergio Rodriguez came from Peter, um, and Oculus Gallery, which is out of um, Los Angeles, the um, the black tessellated stone pieces, the bookcase, um, the pedestals for the sculptures in the in the gallery space, are um, are from Oculus as well as artwork. In the in the gallery hall, so um, those were sort of Christopher Farr did this gorgeous en entry rug, and um, who else? Mark Phillips. There is a runner down that gallery that saw five hundred people on it on Friday, and it is. St I, I'm even looking at it, going, it doesn't even. It looks fantastic. That's the beauty of a hand woven one hundred percent wool rug. It can take five hundred people <laughs> stomping on it. 
I hope. <laughs> I mean, it still looks great. So, and maybe a couple of kids here and there. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So, Le- beautifully done. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Nice speaking with you. Thank you, Carrie. Next up is designer Keith Fortner. How are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, it is a beautiful day. It is finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> being the key word. Finally, <laughs> beautiful, sunny, cool, but perfect. It's so funny too because you can't. You can't complain about the weather in Southern California because it's just like, you know what? You get it. It's so good so much. All the time. You really can't complain about it. You have to take those days when you You, get them. You kind of do. Yeah. But it has been interesting because Modernism Week this year, we've we've had some weather. Uh, We've had some interesting weather. Flooding, cold, wind, everything you don't want when you're hosting 5,000 people coming through your home. Right? But you know what? It, It, this is masterfully done. Thank you. Um, what's interesting, and I, I love this, I want to talk about the powder. Okay. And I also want to talk about the fact that you produced the house. I did. So let's talk about the, the, the powder first. Okay. From a design standpoint, tell me, tell me your approach. Tell me what your thought was when you, first, when you first saw it and what you wanted to do. Well, originally, it was a hall of mirrors. It was The walls were mirrored. The ceiling was mirrored. It was all mirrors. And the homeowners actually liked it and wanted to keep it. And um, I thought, there's not a designer around that's going to want to keep a hall of mirrors. You can't take a photograph with it, and you can't alter it. So I had to, I was friends with them, and I had done rooms in the past. I said, I'll do it. I'll just stick a vase of flowers in there and a hand towel and call it a day. And, of course, as we progressed through the project... Things change, you know, because you have to replace the floor and certain things aren't up to code. And then we have to add a fan and we have to add these things. So slowly the mirrors started coming out. And then suddenly I actually had to design a space. So it started with uh, we took the homeowners um, shopping for plumbing sort of throughout the house. We were looking for beautiful Brizo uh, plumbing fixtures and then uh, basins and all the other things. And they fell in love with a blue glass Kohler sink. And that was that was the kickoff point. They had to have the sink, and so the entire room was designed around the sink. Okay. Do Do you like doing it that way? I that's I don't mind it. I I if somebody has uh, if somebody wants to offer me a jump off point, I'm happy to go from there. And I don't know that I have a particular formula as far as designing other spaces. Usually, if it's if it's uh, like a living room or bedroom situation, I tend to start with a fabric. But in a bathroom, I might start with a tile or a, a unique. Uh, piece. So who did you wind up using? So we got the Kohler sink. Kohler sink. Brizo. Brizo faucet. Uh, it's called Sotria is the one. And then uh, we have rock mill uh, porcelain flooring. And uh, I used a Corian product. They call it gray onyx that mimics natural onyx. And I have it backlit. And so there's like this floating lit up volume that spans the room. And it's quite breathtaking if I do say so myself. That's so great. And you know what? It's it's funny because that room, it's like the smallest in the house. Yes. But the impact is huge. Thank you. The impact is huge. And when guests come to this home, that's that's the powder. That's what they're that's using. That's right. Well, that's, I mean, the powder is, that's really your moment. You get. I think you get the most leeway in a powder room. You can make a huge grand gesture in a very small space. Yeah. And I think that is the place to take risks. And it paid off. I, I, I was surprised. I didn't know how, you know, you never know how it's going to be received by people, but uh, people do, really seem to like it so far. Do you consider the risk 
to be trying something different or do you consider the risk to be what the response is going to be from the homeowner or do you consider the risk to be what the response is going to be from the the design house attendees that's a good question actually with um i knew that these guys were going to like this because i had sort of each stage of the design i had showed the homeowners so i knew how they were going to feel about it and you know you kind of wonder what type of criticism you're going to get from other people in the design community and so i tend to be more afraid of that i haven't been in this business terribly long and so you want to make sure you please everybody which you never will of course but you know it'd be great if you did i'm glad that you realize you you cannot please everybody oh, not possible never so now shifting gears and talking about you as design house producer yes okay that's a completely different hat you're wearing very different whip cracker yes friend yes confidant yes all of those psychiatrist a lot <laughs> well mostly i needed the psychiatrist i mean some people relied on me but i was you know reaching out to other people saying help i need some stress relief what was this experience like for you uh, God, nail-biting, terrifying, stressful, super stressful. Uh, I wish I could say it was fun. Certainly a learning experience, uh, valuable lessons on how to manage people, how to manage. I, I didn't know a lot about construction. Even though I'm in the design business, I'm not very familiar with construction. And, of course, I learned that. And just managing other people. I mean, there are 14 designers on this. I was the liaison for all of them. And, you know, mostly the deliverer of bad news. You've got to call someone and say, oh, sorry, your tile is didn't show. Or what we thought was going to be donated is, hasn't incurred expense. Uh, you know, this showed up in the wrong color. You know, it's every day. It's just, you know, for every step forward, there are three or four steps backward. And then you're constantly trying to chase the deadline. So it's it's very stressful. I will say that it was lovely to work with... Uh, each designer, everyone was really gracious. Everyone was understanding. They were able to, you know, move on the fly when things didn't go the way as originally intended. And that was kind of a blessing in disguise because I didn't have to deal with any personalities. I mean, no one really sort of pushed back. And I think managing personalities and expectations is the hardest part of it. Boy, you are not kidding. <laughs> you are really, you are not kidding. Now, what would you say were the, were the primary responsibilities that that you had to do what, as the producer? Just making sure that everything was moving along and that people were talking to each other. I might have some knowledge, the GC might have some knowledge, and his foreman might have knowledge, but that's not always communicated. So it's constantly pushing it around. Do you know this? Did, are you clear here? Are we clear there? It's really trying to just wrangle everyone and then make sure as, as I'm getting phone calls from designers saying, oh, I'd like to tweak this or change this. And it's making sure that information gets to the right person. And that's hard to do when you're just in a, a project of this magnitude. And I'm sort of one person with a cell phone running around trying to uh, fill in all the gaps. Yeah. And, and what was your actual production window how much time did you spend? How much did you? How much time did you actually have to spend on property? And what did you use um, from a tool standpoint to to keep communication open and make sure that everything was moving forward? Well, we started um, the demolition started in late July, and then we had permitting 
issues. We had to wait. So we were held off for a good three or four weeks just waiting for permitting approval. So uh, we started slowly building back um, in September. Actually, not in September. That was really later. We, but we kept taking more away and trying to get things ready to build back. And honestly, this house was to the studs on Thanksgiving. So that's a pretty short window from Thanksgiving to February 14th. And especially nothing gets accomplished during the holidays. So you kind of automatically lose a month right there. Uh, so the hardest part was time. So that was, what is that, four months, five months total. And then as far as a tool, it really just email and phones and just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I would try to, I would try to check in with each designer uh, like every other day. Some uh, Certain rooms that required plumbing or things like that that were a little more layered, I would speak to those people all the time. And then certain rooms that are, are really just decor uh, that wasn't so complicated. But it's really just making sure that I was always reaching out to them, filling them in on progress, not progress, how we get there, you know, their expectations and, and all that. How much time did you actually have to spend on property? Ooh, a lot. I was, I would, I would open every morning. I would come every morning, make sure that all the trades were here and, and have like a, you know, a, a progress report with the GC and his foreman. And then I usually came in the afternoon about three times a day. I would just kind of pop in for the first uh, couple months. And then of course, as we kept getting nearer and nearer, I would basically stay, I made this my office. I brought a little table over and I sat here from morning until you know, I went home at night. So well, the last I mean, three weeks, I basically lived here. You have a design practice to run. Well, with Christopher, I mean, he runs the practice. I work for him. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but, but yeah, they, we also have to do that. I did. Um, I realized uh, in early November that this was a full time job. So I requested to be taken off of client work because there was just simply no way this is you, you couldn't be spread that thinly. Any any emergencies that surprised you? Oh. Any anything? So let me let me tell you a story. I've told this story before. I I I my the first show house that I produced. Christopher was a designer on it. He did the living room. It was in Hollywood. Oh, I saw that. That was actually the first. That was right when I got hired. Small space, big style. Yes, in 2012. yes, yes, yes. So I produced that one. And one of our designers who did the master bedroom, this was in the summer. Everything's going on. Doors are wide open. Air conditioning's on full blast. We're getting ready to open. Paint. So they closed doors. Turn the AC off because we're getting ready to open. Oh no! Condenser floods the pan. All the water spilled behind the walls and actually ballooned one of the walls in one of the master bathrooms. And how close was this to opening, or was it two open? Days, two two days. days. So, and oh. I, that's all right. And I still think that the, um, I still think that the designer whose room this was never found out about it because I learned how. Do you know how to get? like three four gallons of water out from behind <laughs> you, you pop it like a balloon you, how do you get it out you, of there you don't pop it with a big hole because then it only gets bigger you actually have to pop it with like a hundred little holes to, oh, to let it okay. seep out right instead of, but who knows that you just come in and you panic right, right? yes i know so, that feeling very well you do know that feeling don't oh, yeah. you how do you how do you work your mind around that that is a good question. I don't know that I have an answer. It's just you, you just, something switches and you just realize you have to be in solution mode. 
I mean, you tend to take it home with you later. You know, you dwell on it after the fact. But in that moment, you really have to just say, okay, how do we get to the next step? How do we resolve this in the most timely manner? Because it's going to back up every other thing. It's really, you know, and that's the thing with any construction project. But this had a hard deadline. You know, you can't miss it. So you really have to just wing it sometimes and make sure that you just get beyond it. And that's not always easy. And certainly not without stress. It's not. But I would imagine, too, that, okay, deadlines are deadlines. And, you know, having, having a hard out is is almost a good thing. In some ways, absolutely. Right? And it's also interesting, too, because you, you when you have a support in, in Modernism Week that will handle the ticket sales. Right. That's got to be helpful, too. That is very helpful. Because that's something that you don't have to, you don't have to worry about. Did you work with the sponsors as well as any media partners as well? Personally, I, I worked with some of the sponsors, especially Ferguson, who did all of our, our plumbing and most of our lighting. I worked with them pretty closely. And also Corian, I worked with them, and Dunn Edwards as far as our paint requests for the project. Uh, other bigger sponsors, uh, that was sort of more on the magazine, or even Christopher himself, because he had like he has personal relationships with many of them. And so we kind of traded off. But uh Big key sponsors are it's sort of all divided out, but there's no way I could have handled that and actually producing it. What would you do if you could if you could go back to before Thanksgiving? Yes. Is there anything that you would do differently or is there anything you would warn yourself about? I would have started this last March. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you don't have that choice. Well, we did have that choice, ironically. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. This, uh, usually we don't... Uh, the houses don't sort of become evident until about the summer. And so you are, you already have a six-month window. And then by the time you get through permitting or whatever, you certainly have a, a time crunch. And like I said before, being in February, you kind of lose time with the holiday season. But this house, we actually knew a year in advance that it was going to be the show house. And the homeowners, they just purchased it, so they wanted to enjoy it a little bit, which I totally understand. And that was great, but, you know... People think, oh, it's a year away. We've, we've got time. We've got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. And I'm saying, we don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have time. And I'm the one, you know, constantly, the sky is falling. And no one would listen to me. They should have listened. Time is a beautiful thing. It is. It? Yeah. So, it's you know, you always think you've got time and you, you just don't. And, you know, I always think if you can be proactive on the front end, you're going to eliminate drama on the back end. That is so true. I'm totally. <laughs> well, that's quoting. true with anything. I, I'm, but I'm quoting you on that. This. Yeah, I'm quoting you on that. That's absolutely true. Well, listen, beautiful job. Thank you. Well done, and the powder is spectacular. Thank you. Nicely done. Thank you. That was designer Keith Fortner. This is Lisa McDenon. You don't need my help for that. Oh my god, I'm so tired right now. Are I you? Can't even tell you. Okay. So, is this like a whirlwind for you when when you come when you come to town to do something? Have you been to Modernism Week before? Actually, this is the very first time, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> it's usually uh, my kids' ski vacation every year, so it's been amazing to be here and experience that I've wanted to do it for years. Do your kids get a, a, a ski week in school? Yes, ours they do. do. Ours do too. Yes, it's crazy, do. right? It's awful around this time of year. <laughs> Every time. I so know. I was like, okay, it's epic skiing. I'm like, sorry kids, this year mommy's going to modernism. You know, figure B it out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, okay, so it was, it was not only your first time at Modernism Week, but you are part of this spectacular Christopher Kennedy compound 
And what was the what's the experience been like so far? Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. In fact, it's been like beyond my wildest expectations. So for me, you know, of course, being a newbie, I didn't really know what to expect. I tried asking lots of questions ahead of time, and you know, you just have to experience it. So really high energy, long, long days, and uh, you know, makes it all worth it in the end. You know, fun parties at night and. You know, long, long days indeed. <laughs> it, it really is. A, a show house is, is hard work. Yes. Why do you do it? I don't know. I think we're crazy. Okay, you know? no, no, wait a minute. <laughs> let, let me back up a second. There are, there are certain reasons why you do it, right? Yes, you that's do it, true. You do it for the exposure. Yes. You do it for the promotion. You do it for the opportunity to sort of stretch your wings a little bit. Correct. And, Correct. And, and. Is, is that what is that what happened? It, it is. I mean, in all honesty, you know, I think that, yes, it's a great opportunity. Uh, it allows you to do something different and create something totally unique and special and fun and kind of stretch the boundaries a little bit and get a little wild and crazy and 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 just, you know, think outside of the box a little bit, you know, just do try try different things. And it gives you a chance to experiment I also think it gives you a chance to, you know, for me, what was unexpected was just an opportunity to meet all these other amazing designers. Yeah. And, you know, that that's really, I think, for me, the joy of getting an opportunity to connect with these other great talents. And then to meet all the people that are coming through the house, to see their excitement and their faces when they walk into my spaces. And that, that's been such a treat. Well, backing up a second, it is really such an individual endeavor, design and architecture, an individual endeavor. But in this context, it's kind of like a team sport. <laughs> it is. And, you know, you cannot do it alone. You know, uh, you know, I brought my assistant out with me. Originally, I thought I was going to come out here just completely by myself. And then, like, I realized, ooh, you know, I think I'm going to need some help setting up. And then I realized, oh, gosh, can you stay a couple extra days? Because it's a lot of work. And I actually had family come in, too. And I had them running all around crazy. and But we all had a good time. And it, and it's so cool. To, it's it's so funny. So when I got here this morning, I was setting up. You and I met. I was I was in your closet. I was in your closet. <laughs> and I was like, this is this is so cool. And you just you came in cool as a cucumber. It's like, oh, the carpet's wet. I need to go fix it. But that's that's part of a design house. It's like, look, this isn't your house. You don't live here, so right. you, you don't know what's going to happen. That's you, true. You don't know how the property behaves. No, that is very true. Yes. I mean, we had, and the weather wasn't necessarily behaving with us either. No. So that put a whole other level of like crazy on top of it. Cause not only did I have an indoor space, but I had an outdoor space. So we were constantly scrambling, chasing the rain. So I want to ask you about that too. Cause I mean, let's put this in context, right? So we're in Palm Springs. <laughs> it's February. Palm Springs in February, this is season. I mean, this is when it's nice here. Exactly. It's been cold. It's like, well, it's been freezing, it's been freezing but you can't say it now because now it's like, what, 65, 70? Yeah, it's this weather is perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. But it, it, the word deluge <laughs> can be used. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, incredible. Yes. And so what that does for a project is it throws timelines off. It throws your time schedule yeah. off. Yeah. And, but... Is that kind of fun? 
because everyone else is in the same boat. It's yeah. not just you. It was definitely a scramble. It was a scramble. And, um, you know, the day that we were supposed to be installing our outdoor space, it was what the one of the wettest days in Palm Springs like history <laughs> so you know you can't fight that uh, so you know we tried to handle some other things and when Friday rolled around and you know the sun peaked out and things were you know we were just sopping up all the aftermath and I only had hours before the homeowners were coming for their first preview and were you know just scurrying around assembling steel structures and sculptures and this and that and you know everybody's buzzing but you know it is kind of a really fun energy and you know that's always the sort of like nervous and exciting part of uh, doing an installation so tell me about that tell me I want to know what you're feeling I want to know what it what it feels like for you because you do reveals on a regular basis yes. I mean that's part of that's part of the it's part of the gig it is part of the gig but What's it like here? Because you know what? They're, they're not your clients. With your clients, you have the time. You sit down. You psychoanalyze them. You know, <laughs> you, you, you really dig and you figure things out. And then you can, you can apply the art and the craft right. to what you do. So when they walk in, you almost know what their response is going to be. Sure. And they have a big expectation of yeah. what they're going to get. Yeah. Yes. But this is different because you may get, I don't know, did you get some time with the owners to talk I about? I did, okay. I did, right from the very beginning. In fact, the first day that I actually got to tour the property, we met. So I think I had an advantage there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it did go pretty smoothly. And for me, with the closet, I did have to have a lot of interaction with them because the closet was going to stay. You know, so I really, it couldn't just be all about creating this wow space and not really paying attention to what their long-term needs were going to be. Um, so in that case, my my particular project uh, in the closet was was a little bit more like a regular design project, with a little extra added sparkle and wow. <laughs> Knowing that you're not just doing it for two people, but you're doing it for thousands. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, tell me tell me what you did. So um, we you know had a empty space and you know I initially started off with uh, some inspirations based on the direction that we were given from Christopher Kennedy and the clients so we had a color scheme that we were looking to uh, flow within and then the sort of idea of what is Palm Springs chic what is the next direction for Palm Springs and not to be sort of this really retro kind of your typical assumption of what modernism week should be but what is the next step for modernism and so with that in mind, with the color scheme in mind, you know, I really had a very clear vision from the beginning of what I wanted to present to the project. The closet was a little bit narrow, so I knew I needed to keep it light and bright. So from there, you know, that really gave me the parameters in order to, you know, hit the ground running with a direction. And I presented my initial concepts to the clients and they loved it. And so, in fact, I literally came to the meeting. And I normally never do any work ahead of time before meeting a client. But in this case, I already had kind of some ideas. And I came to them with like, okay, these are the wallpapers I'm thinking about. And here's the style of the cabinets. And this is the hardware and the accents. And they loved it from day one. And so I was just able to build off of that and keep moving forward. And then the master? 
the master patio yeah. so with the master so this is interesting so michael berman has done the bedroom and the bathroom and he was actually instrumental in bringing me in to help complete the master suite so he invited me to address the closet and then he said would you also handle the patio so so this is interesting that it wasn't just solely my design but it that also had to be a design that flowed with what one michael was already doing so i needed to support that and the patio was definitely a continuation of the bedroom space, so it really needed to flow. He threw me uh, images of his mood board, and really the, he has this amazing wall covering on the bed wall, and I just took that, that was my inspiration for the patio, and I said, okay, like I'm gonna go for that and just roll out that color scheme in pops. Um, so we did a really fabulous rug that incorporates all those colors and then pillows. Um, and for me, I am really in love with uh, Richard Frenier. He's a des furniture designer, um, did a beautiful collection for Brown Jordan called Still. And so I reached out to Richard and Brown Jordan and they were really amazing to work with and I got what I asked for. So uh, he has created a beautiful neutral base for all that fun color. And it's interesting too, because the, the rug, you know, that that uh, that wall behind the bed really is you talk it's about, it it's right a, that's a huge <laughs> pop and then the rug really does draw it outside and then it pulls your eye up with the smalls and the accents and it, it really you you did a really really nice job oh thank you and it's interesting too to me because and it's so funny because this being a design and architecture podcast Whenever I throw out sports analogies, they <laughs> always fall completely flat and they never work. Do we all look at you like cross-eyed? Like, 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 like we turn our head and yeah. we're like, huh? But this, this is a, a design house like this really is kind of, you, you've assembled an all-star team where everyone really does have their, their specialty yes. and, and they, they're brought in for a reason. You know what they right. do and how, and with the in sports with an all-star team is they don't always work together because you got the stars and they're all stars and they all do really well by themselves and they're not used to sharing. You have to collaborate here. You don't. Yes. You don't have a choice, or it just doesn't work. Exactly. And I, I have to say, you know, we didn't necessarily because we're from all over the country. We didn't necessarily get an opportunity to, you know, do like a FaceTime or you know anything like that to collaborate the design. But you know, I have to say that you know I hearken back to Christopher Kennedy and and what he's been able to put together that he organized a very cohesive concept and allowed us still to be kind of unique in our own way yet you can see that there's this beautiful common thread throughout each room and I have to say I mean I've seen so many design houses and I'm really proud of what all the designers have done here because I think that this is the most cohesive design house I have ever seen. It could have really been done by one design. You know, you know, when you look at it, it's like there's such a beautiful flow to the house. And I, I'm just, I'm very impressed. And so when you say there's an all-star team, yes, we, we're, we're the dream team of designers here. And it's, it, it's it, amazing. You know what else is really kind of cool is it's also a reveal for you because you did your space outside you did your space in the closet but then Michael's got his space in between and over with the bathroom and then you've got other designers as you flow throughout the house and this being a glassy open free-flowing 
open walls everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, it's funny, in this space, you're not hiding anything. (laughs) Right. You're not hiding anything. That's true. And nothing here really needs to be hidden. No, not at all. In fact, I love standing here in the backyard and looking at the home panoramically with all the windows and doors open. It's so spectacular. I mean, you just feel like you're on vacation and the flow of it's just an amazing property. And I and you're right. Everybody, everybody is being showcased all at once. It's beautiful. It is. So you you work primarily in Orange County. Yes, I do. And how how long have have you been have you been doing this? So okay, really, you're gonna ask me that? It's like asking no, no, how no, old no. I am. No, it, I'm just kidding. Abs- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me. You know what? Let me reframe the question. <laughs> okay, I'll tell no, you. No, 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 no. Let me reframe the question because it that's a really good point you make, and it's not intended to be like that or to to showcase how long you've been doing it. I find Orange County really interesting because I'm a native Angelino. Okay. And in Los Angeles, when you're from LA, Orange County has always been like, there's LA and, oh yeah, if you keep going south, you wind up in San Diego. Sure. Orange County is just kind of like a bridge over. Right. And from a design standpoint, you know, with, with cities like Costa, like Costa Mesa and, and, um, and uh, Irvine mm-hmm. in particular, mm-hmm. where it was more functional right. than, than design oriented. Right. Sure. You've got super wide streets. They thought of absolutely everything. Yes, it's very well planned. Very well planned. But there's not a lot of design. No, not necessarily a design mecca. Yeah. So when I when I ask you about yeah. how long you've been doing this, it's not it's not to put a number on it. It's to put a frame of reference on it. Right. Like you, you know, did did you grow up there? Sure. And growing up there, did you notice the that it was devoid of design because in the last probably 10 years there has been this remarkable I I, I can't call it a renaissance but it's (laughs) it's been it's been a remarkable just influx of design and architecture and Mm -hmm. just beauty so I'm curious what the experience has been well for me I sort of have to say yes I live in Orange County but for me it's like I'm in this little enclave I'm in Laguna I'm in Laguna Beach okay okay wait that's so so different that's so different yeah so when you say Orange County yeah I don't necessarily you know I don't associate you know I'm in Laguna so I moved there right out of art school I went to UC Irvine I moved there right out of art school and said okay I want to live in an artist community I'm going to go there for a year Well, that was 25 some odd years ago, and I have never left. I thought for sure, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be here for a year, take, you know, take a little break, do some artwork, and then I'm going to be in L.A. I thought for sure I was going to be an L.A. girl. But, wow, you know, I uh, fell in love. What's not to to love? Yeah. No, I mean, seriously. No, no, no. That's different. it's, It's amazing. I mean, you know the downtown area and everything is, it has so much charm. There are so many artists and I support a lot of the local artists in the business that I do. It's a really creative town and there's amazing architecture. There's incredible architects. And, and so for me, I feel like Laguna specifically is really a hub of design within orange County. And so I feel like I'm really at the heart of it. And, um, you know, we do projects, you know, all over the country. I've done projects internationally and, you know, it's, it's always like, I mean, when people say, oh, you're from Laguna, it's probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. So I'm 
really happy that I've built my home and my business there. And, uh, you know, it's fun to travel around and see other places. And But I feel really blessed. I, I'm really lucky that that's where I'm based. And I think my design is also influenced by my surroundings there. Your surroundings there, but you mentioned travel. Yes. Are you a, are you a good traveler? Let me rephrase. When you travel... Do you enjoy the travel for the travel's sake, or are you a designer first, always looking for, oh gosh, I, I wonder how I could incorporate that into, into, into some work? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. I'm always, you know, I'm an eagle eye. You know, I'm constantly looking, and, you know, it could even be like a grate on the ground, and I'll snap a photo, or it could be just a texture, you know, of a rock or sand or whatever it is, you know, and so I feel like I do find, I know it sounds kind of corny, but it's like, you know, when you do find inspiration anywhere, I mean, it could be anything. It could be like a gritty billboard sign on the side of the road, or, you know, I, I even went to Alcatraz one time and like saw all the names like carved into like one of the countertops and everything, and I took like a real close-up photo and it just was like so gritty and raw and cool and everything you know what I mean it's just like inspiring in a crazy like different way so so for me yes being able to travel and see and have other experiences only makes my ability to design and relate to other people you know better for for what I do and that's yeah and that's great um Thank you for taking the time. Thank you very much. Love the space. Remarkably done. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, that was fantastic. Thank you, Lisa. Based in Laguna, Lisa is well known for her distinctive modern style and coastal California-influenced design. I'm a huge fan of her work and her style. You know what else I'm a huge fan of? Article. Uh, I've been telling you about article.com, and I hope you've signed up for their trade program. If not, what are you waiting for? Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. Article produces amazing furniture that your clients will absolutely love. They've established a trade-only program which is completely free to join and has no minimum to join. Uh, So to begin receiving trade discounts, all you have to do is sign up. Article offers trade discounts, tax-exempt pricing, exclusive designer pricing that you won't find lower elsewhere, special invoicing, and the shipping. You are going to love the shipping. $49 flat rate in most cases, if not free. They'll ship to the project site, and Article is giving you world-class customer service. So what do I mean by that? Well, they staff their customer service department with design professionals. These people know what you're, what you're dealing with. They, they know what you're trying to accomplish, and they have the authority to help you get that done. So you have no reason not to join right now, and here's how you do it. Go to uh, CXD. Dot article.com cxd as in convo by design cxd.article.com don't miss out on this program created exclusively for you cxd.article.com you know who else understands the challenges that every designer faces it's christopher kennedy and putting together a design showcase comes with challenges for for sure hear how christopher handles everything like an absolute pro and makes it look simple and easy this is christopher kennedy Christopher. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Cooperman. Um, I am so glad that we have a chance to sit down at this absolutely remarkable home <laughs> that you have assembled. You assembled you assembled an all-star team. You assemble an all-star team every year, but this year wow. I think it's especially it's the best of the best. It's yeah. 
like the MVP games, whatever they call that in sports, which God knows I don't know, but it's an all-star game for sure. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Is <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that earlier, and, I, and every time I throw out a sports reference, uh-huh. they always fall flat. <laughs> but this really is like an all-star yeah. team that you assemble. Absolutely. I have a lot of talented friends that I'm... You really do. <laughs> yes. And this is this is the, the fifth one. This is the fifth one. Okay. So, first of all, I wanted to back up. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts and your impressions of, of Modernism Week as it relates to the Valley, what it's done for the Valley, what it's done for mid-century modern exposure, what it's done for just the the idea right. and, and how it how it moves the idea not just here but then outward right well modernism week is about in its 15th year i think uh, i'm not exactly sure and my firm is also in about its 15th year we kind of started at the same time i can recall when i was very first in business and somehow i was lucky enough to be doing the house for the ex uh in la for the ex-wife of a major action star um and she called me it was it was um you know, a 1950s house, and she called me one day and said, "Christopher, it's the antique show in Palm Springs this weekend, and we and you know I'll come out right." And I'm like, and I'm looking up like, "What is this? You know, Modernism Week antique show?" And I think it was even called Week back then because it was just a weekend. And I'm looking it up as she's talking about like, "Oh, darling, yes, of course, you must come out. We'll go shopping. It'll be fabulous." But like, she taught me about it, and that's just you know only 14 15 years ago when it really was just a vintage you know vintage antique show but it was some of the best dealers in the country and to watch it grow into this 10 day explosion of design i feel like we kind of grew up together modernism and i when i approached them 5 years ago about the idea of a show house i, I didn't think they'd say yes and they did and now it's their single biggest fundraiser because it's a capacity event and of course i'm just lucky enough to have some peers you know like you know the first year i just called people i knew and some i didn't know i stopped uh, celery at High Point and got her to say yes. And I called my friends like Thomas Lavin and June Ho and Ron and Jamie, and I couldn't believe they all say yes. And they and they did. And that was five years ago. We had an all star team, and five years later, we're we're still here and we still do. Isn't that so so amazing? I can't believe they said yes. <laughs> I can't believe they said yes. But you know, when you talk to everyone who who works on this project right. with you, there's a couple of things that you may or may not be aware of because when when you when you produce your own design house, you're mm-hmm. kind of in a bubble, right? And so you're not aware. Well, here's some things, here's some feedback that you should be aware of. Okay. You do a remarkable job making the designers feel comfortable. You do a remarkable job with keeping everybody informed in what's going on and having a well, a well-organized design house is like the most important thing you can do. The other thing that you do is really cool and it's not done enough is the team bonding. Mm. You had a you had a team dinner. We did. When did you start doing that? How did how did you how did you realize when did you realize <laughs> that this is how you have to this is the right way to do it? Uh well, I don't think we did a dinner the first year, but I was still just learning. But we tried to make everyone feel welcome. Then um, we actually even like you know help pay for the pay for their their like hotels the first year. We got hotels to kind of do trade and because um, we had to, you know, we had to get established the first year. The second year, um, 
I realized that we should do more. And then the third year, we did a welcome dinner at my own home uh, on the on the the uh, Thursday night, which had been the uh, 2015 show house actually. So, and I just realized how special that was. And now these people are very talented. They're very busy. They have clients. They have product lines. They have families, and they don't need to do show houses. These designers at this point in their career, they don't need to do this. It's a pain. It's expensive. It's stressful. And for the fact that they take time out of their busy lives and schedules, of course, I just want to say thank you. And anyway, it, you should know that it's it's appreciated, oh. and it shows. It shows because the people that you get, the the incredible creatives that you that you have gotten mm-hmm. to come in and do this, is is simply remarkable. Um, the other observation that I've had, and I wanted to ask you about this, and I'm going to go backwards in a minute. Sure. But design houses mm-hmm. sometimes, when you have so many designers working. Right. There's playing nicely in the sandbox. Yeah. There's working off the same palette. There's, yeah. there's working off the same ideas, right? And making the homeowner happy mm-hmm. and, and just working. This is cohesive. Mm. There is, there's nothing, you walk the house, there's nothing that you look at and go, oh, that shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the goals. <laughs> it is. How do you, how do you manage the aesthetic? And again, knowing that these are high-level designers, mm-hmm. how do you how do you manage the aesthetic? How do you manage the, or do you have to? But we do have to. It doesn't happen by accident. I guess I sort of serve as the creative director, as the lead designer. Keith and I both, and so everything does sort of filter through us. I never want to limit their creativity because that's not the point of a showcase house. Uh, and I think what sets our homes apart too is that either I've owned them in the past, which I think made the does which I kind of made our different designers a bit nervous. They were sort of like treating me as the client, which I couldn't believe. And we've also, the past three years, had very real people. You know, these are real homes for real people. Sometimes a show house is a flip or an investment, and that's wonderful and inspiring too. But I think what lends our houses an air of authenticity and reality is that people will live like this. They might not keep all the furniture, but just the hard surfaces and the wallpaper and the infrastructure, they get to keep and enjoy all that. And the guests through the home really enjoy seeing people are going to get to live like this. And in Palm Springs, we sort of do live this gracious indoor, outdoor, relaxed, you know, rat pack cocktail culture, if you're into that, which most of us here are. Um, and I think that people just really love coming in and whether it's for a cocktail party or just one hour taking that in. This year, we did have homeowners who had a really specific color palette. They love purple and green. One loves purple. One loves green. They're um, so... Uh, yeah, the, not your typical color palette, but the designers really rose to the challenge, and, and it was so nice that they gave us that cohesion. Having done five of your own now, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? Can you have a favorite? <laughs> uh, I, they're just all so different. I mean, I love Kelly Golightly's in 2017. She's such a well-known influencer and tastemaker on her own that, you know, that whole house was infused with her, you know, Audrey Hepburn vibe and it was turquoise and lime and you know very different than this but it was just so fun and so many great ideas on display this one's a little bit more elegant a bit more elevated um this is just this is a spectacular one as well yeah it is spectacular and you know there's certain things like what michael did berman with with that back wall oh Holy cow. Holy cow. Mr. Berman is an icon. And something that's really selfish about these show houses is I really get to learn from the best as well. You know, I get to see how these world-class firms work. And some of them make me feel like I'm just playing. Like <laughs> like Michael Berman produced, I think, full-size uh, CAD sheets. Like, 
uh, at least eight to ten pages for a bedroom and a bathroom. Like, you know, every elevation, every detail. I'm like, oh, this is how the masters do it. I'm like, I got to step up my game. So doing these has made me a better designer as well. Is, isn't that great? Yeah. And I think that's also one of the things that, that you know, design houses really are living, breathing manifestations mm. and op- opportunities to learn and yes. to grow and, yes. and for designers to come in. Do, do you think, do you think the, the design community takes advantage of that aspect of the house? I, mean, I would like to think so. I think that, and perhaps what gives ours more of an era, uh, uh, an air of camaraderie, is that these people are not competitors. You know, the, the reason people often ask me why I don't have local designers. Well, I mean, to me, Palm Springs is a world-class resort town, and I started it, you know, five years ago after ten years of, you know, of of. of um, of having my business and and it's just kind of you know big uh, excuse me my my voice is gone after this weekend but after ten years of just kind of you know having my head in the sand and working and you know getting my 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 you know, um, firm established I kind of came up for air and realized I'm doing okay like let's give back to the town that's given me so much I just called world class designers and because they're not competing uh, I think that's what really gives it this air of com- of camaraderie maybe in a town where you know if you're in Dallas and the person in the room next to you is your direct competition. Well, that that is going to have a different vibe just by nature. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So and, hopefully they do learn from each other in, in that you know that situation. But and, uh, and it's a it's a major undertaking. And I'm curious, how do you manage? How do you manage the 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 show house? And and a retail. Yeah. And a design firm. Yeah. It's great. Right. It's the goal. Yeah. How do you manage it? Uh, it depends on the day. Sometimes I do better than others. Uh, you know, I think I, I look a bit worse for the wear. I'll probably aged 10 years and five. I've gained about 20 pounds. So balance is definitely something that I'm still working on, as I think all of us are in our lives. So if I had to tell you the truth, really, it's my clients who have paid the price. Um, you know, because for this last two months, for sure, and even for the whole four to five months of the process, it's hard for me to work. Um, you know, I've been fired by clients. I've lost clients because of it. So I'm not one to complain, but I do also want to put that out there that if people think, oh, you know, this is so great for Christopher and it's just all fun and, you know, and his name is in the, in the headlines. Well, it, it has come at a cost, uh, you know, just so. But it's still my pleasure and honor. Yeah. I... I I love that you say that, though, because it's important. Yeah. And it's important to know, you know, I think all too often, you know, in in five plus years of doing mm-hmm. the podcast, it's really interesting to see different perspectives yeah. on the same business. Two people can see the business completely differently. Yeah. You know, and one of the things is you talk about Palm Springs being a world-class resort mm-hmm. town, and it is. Yeah. And L.A., and outlying areas of which Palm Springs is part is a world-class design and architecture community. Oh, absolutely. And you people take this really seriously. <laughs> this is a contact sport. And we have some of the best in the business out here doing this. And that's why I, I think it is so important. And it's, it's important to know, too, that it's not, it's not a hobby. Right. It's not a pastime. No. And there is a cost mm-hmm. to doing it. And it's important to know that. You know, you talk to the designers, why do you do it? There's a cost associated. Yeah. There's a lot of time. Absolutely. Associated. And if you do it right, there's there's both of those things. Right. But the the plus side is you have something that is gonna last. Mm-hmm. And you have something to show and you have something to add to a book that tells That's who right. you are. Absolutely. 
So backing up a little bit, mm -hmm. and I love this because you and I haven't had a chance to really sit down no, not since, no since 2012. Yeah. So the Small Space Big Style was my first design house. Yeah. That was the first design house I, I produced. Mine. Oh, yeah. Was that, And it was my first show house I was in. Was that, is that right? Yeah. Didn't show it. <laughs> I, still, I, I still show people copies of the magazine. Oh. You know what's really interesting about a design house? If it can stand the test of time. Yeah. If it can stand the test of time, and when designers make bold statements mm -hmm. and make bold choices, and it stands the test of time, you really have something special. Mm -hmm. Do you have a any advice that you give to designers going into this, or any? Do you put it in context um, about the choices they make in comparison to the people that they're working with, or in context to how it's gonna how it's gonna how it's going to be viewed in 5, 10, 15 years from now? Uh, I guess I've sort of never had to because the people that I'm bringing in, you know, for me to give them advice would would be arrogant to say the least. But if I had to give advice to a designer who's looking at doing a show house in their city, I think, you know, it takes a lot of time. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. And so I think I would be true to yourself, but also, you know, work with the clients if there are clients and call in your, you know, team and your, um, uh, that, you know, you're going to call in brands you use and vendors you use because it can be really expensive. And if, you know, and, and if you're giving business to, you know, one wallpaper hanger or one upholster or one whomever, call them, you know, and ask for that favor because if it gets you business, it's going to get them business. And if they're smart, they're going to get it. So, you know, try to make it as, you know, cheap for yourself if you can, but still be proud of it. Um, think big, but don't think, you know, uh, you know, too great. I mean, what what I did at, at at Small Space Big Style, I mean, it was a bit bold. It was a bit forward. It certainly wasn't for everyone. Perhaps you can show the photos uh, on this podcast. But, uh, you know, I think make a statement, but be tasteful at the same time. Like Michael Berman, the porthole is a statement that wall is a statement but it's still something that that you could live with and i think if you want to get business out of it you know make it what you would want to live with because that's what you do so i would say almost treat yourself as the client if you can and just do what you like you know what makes you and your brand unique what would you want to live this with if it was your home and probably someone's going to walk in and also want to live with it if you've done that for yourself tell me about some of the partners that you've worked with and sure. some of the sponsors throughout the house uh, we've had amazing partners. We have Gen Air doing the appliances with their new collection. Uh, the black interior of the refrigerator Stunning. is so forward-thinking. I compare it to like the sexy cabin of, of a Virgin Atlantic jet versus you know Southwest with the lighting. Like it is just so beautifully sexy, so obvious too. Like why hasn't someone done this? Um, but they're the first. Corian is really fun. It's such a mid-century marvel. They did all of our countertops. Um, you know. It's. I, th I think it's on brand for Palm Springs because it goes back to the you know fifties and sixties when these great masters of design you know whether you know it's Mies earlier than that or the Eames or you know whomever they were futurists and thinkers and using new technology you know using new technology inventing things that hadn't been done so we actually used Corian solid surface the classic mid century material like on Keith's uh, powder room 
you know, it looks like onyx, but it's Corian, and that's great. And then we use their cords throughout the house on countertops. So Corian's been wonderful. Dunn Edwards Paints is such a California brand. Uh, they're so wonderful. And Rock Mill Stone really came in with a lot of flooring, as did Crossville Inc. And some of the tiles on display. And Walker Zanger in Michael's bathroom. Again, back to that icon, Mr. Berman. I mean, that's all his new collection from Walker Zanger. And everything he does just knocks it out of the park. So I could go on and on, but I'll stop because every partner is world class. And that's so great, too, is to call brands I know and love. And what's also just uh, such a blessing for me is to meet the people behind the brands, you know, as as you know, just Mr. You know, just in my firm, I don't always get to interact with, you know, the CEO of, of, you know, California closets. I would never have that access just as a specifier, but to meet the people behind the brands, uh, and just to, to really like them as much as the brand themselves makes it really special for me. Yeah. And this is a very special place and it was beautifully done. You did a great job. Thank you. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks, Josh. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vendome Furniture. Design culture, it's the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendome pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendome products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique and they beg to be enjoyed. They search the planet for the right designers that embody the Vendome spirit and work together to create remarkable pieces into an exclusively Vendome mode of expression. And if you haven't seen Vendome before, you can check them out in uh, some of the Convo by Design videos you'll find on our YouTube channel. But you can find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in L.A., or online at Vendome.com.